welcome to the Manic Metallic Podcast, where we respect fashion's past, analyze fashion's present, and get excited about fashion's future. I'm Liberty Gaither, founder and creative principal of fashion media company Manic Metallic. Several times per week, I'll bring you episodes about exciting things happening in fashion, discussion about current issues facing the industry, and the places and people that have made the fashion industry great. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Instagram at the Manic Metallic Podcast and at Manic Metallic, both linked in our show notes. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Manic Metallic Podcast. I'm Liberty, your host. Today, we're going to be discussing our latest article on slow journalism. Rather, should the fashion industry consider embracing it? Let's talk about what slow journalism is first, though, and when it came about. Slow journalism, which we use interchangeably here with slow media, began to be discussed in some circles in the late 2000s and early 2010s as a response to what was seen back then as media overload. What I'll refer to here for a description of it, however, is something called the Slow Media Manifesto, which was written back in 2010 by a group of three German authors. I'm not usually too keen on manifestos for reasons that I can talk about at another time, but this one checks out. So here are a few points from that manifesto that'll help to illuminate slow journalism and its aim. The manifesto begins by declaring that slow media is like slow food. Here's a quote. Like slow food, slow media are not about fast consumption, but about choosing the ingredients mindfully and preparing them in a concentrated manner. Slow media are welcoming and hospitable. They like to share. These next two points that I've pulled, which are directly from the 14 points of the manifesto, zero in on quality. Here they are. Slow media focus on quality, both in production and in reception of media content. Craftsmanship and cultural studies, such as source criticism, classification, and evaluation of sources of information, are gaining importance with the increasing availability of information. Here's the second quote. Slow media make quality palpable. Slow media measure themselves in production, appearance, and content against high standards of quality and stand out from their fast-paced and short-lived counterparts by some premium interface or by an aesthetically inspiring design. I'll include the link to the entire manifesto in the show notes. From what I've just quoted, you can see that slow media at its core is about insisting on quality work. As a journalist, gathering one's information from credible sources should be second nature, but that isn't always the case today. Slow journalism insists on maintaining high standards in what one produces. We can't just throw something together and call it work just to meet deadlines. It's an insult to the profession and to our audiences. We wouldn't be upholding our promise to promote an informed citizenry by the consumption of our work. And to go back to the food reference, the manifesto authors say... That slow media is about choosing ingredients mindfully and preparing them in a concentrated way. In other words, with slow media, journalists pay close attention to what they're writing and to the composition of the article. In other words, how are we constructing what we write? Is it going to serve our audience and the public at large? Or are we just trying to put out something in order to keep up with the 24-7 news cycle hamster wheel? Another inference that one can make here is that slow media stands in direct opposition to journalism as it stands in our current era. 
what Manic Metallic calls fast journalism. Basically, the status quo. So now that we've given a very brief description of slow journalism, let's talk about how it could benefit fashion to embrace it. Fashion is an industry that operates off of speed, in every aspect, in every way. We've gone in the industry from having only two collections per year for designers, plus health couture if the brand has it, to having a seemingly endless number of fashion weeks. You know what they say, it's always fashion week somewhere. Pre-fall resort, fall winter, spring summer, holiday, it's head spinning. And it can't be great for the creative impulses of designers to be designing that many collections yearly. And then if you're a designer that creates collections for your own brand, as well as another larger brand, as you know, that's common enough, that's a quick road to burnout. Now, imagine if you're a fashion journalist, it is your job to cover fashion, obviously, meaning that you've got to cover these collections, all one million of them. It is completely unsustainable, even if you've got multiple colleagues with which to split your work, or even if you're just covering one city, like New York or Milan or Paris or Copenhagen, anywhere like that. Every fashion week, there are hundreds of collections you have to realize. Every city, New York City, probably at least a hundred collections. Same with London, Milan, Paris, same with Honestly, the other cities like Seoul, Copenhagen, alternative fashion capitals that we covered in our alternative fashion capitals ebook, there are hundreds of designers. There's simply no way that we can get all of this work done. And this is just Fashion Week that we're talking about here. We've got other stories in fashion, plenty of them, in fact, that are worth covering, and they deserve to be given the attention the same level of attention that we give to covering Fashion Week. It shouldn't just be Fashion Week or bust, and then we turn in some half-done article just to meet a deadline. That's a terrible thing. But, you know, this is fashion, and our industry has an unhealthy obsession with speed. But then our industry can be prone to unhealthy obsessions in general, unfortunately. Stories with intimacy, depth, proper fact-checking, and correct grammar fall victim to this cycle of madness that we're on in fashion and, of course, journalism generally. Like, this this speed demon cycle, it's not specific just to our industry, but it's definitely a fashion industry thing. We take it and we rocket ship it to, like, a hundred or times it by 200 or whatever, it's ridiculous. So this, again, unhealthy need to push out our information just so that we can be first to report a given thing, I I don't understand it. Why are we so fascinated with being first? So this is where slow journalism could truly step in to help the fashion industry. Try to recall, if you can, the last really, really great piece of fashion journalism that you read. Think of who wrote it. What was the topic? 
what made it great? Now, whatever that article was, or articles plural, maybe you've got a few of them. Compare that article to the current landscape of journalism in our industry today. It can be written, video, and or audio. How often do you see great pieces like the one or ones that you have in your mind? Probably not often because that quality is compromised. Now, what Manic Metallic looks to do is to create work that insists on quality and insists on taking the time to create that great work. We only create a couple of long-form articles per week because we want to create the best work for our audience that we can. We don't work to simply fill space. We engage in slow journalism, in other words. Now, of course, recently we've added our podcast on because we feel that podcasting is a really great and effective way to reach both our current audience and to bring in a wider audience to our work. And so, you know, we're really excited about that. And, you know, we're really excited about the couple of articles that we write per week that are, you know, really long form, really detailed, really well researched. And we're excited about our new series, you know, who is, what was. And of course, once events and, you know, things of an in-person nature get back off the ground, we're going to be looking really, really forward to, you know, making partnerships and, you know, coming together in person to do things. Just we believe that with journalism, it shouldn't be simply us as journalists and as media personnel. It shouldn't simply be us creating work and pushing it out to the general public and having all of you read through it and and then that's that's just it you know we're it's like a one way relationship we're looking to actually have a collaborative relationship with our audience where we create our journalistic pieces again whether it's audio written or visual we create those pieces we put them out And we like to hear from our audience, like we like to hear what you all think about what we're saying, because our goal is to engage in discussion with you. Again, we don't want just like a one way relationship. We want a two way relationship with you all. Like our goal is to do our part to make fashion a more hospitable industry for everyone and to just like reinforce the fact that it's an art and a discipline and a societal force for change. And how can we change anything if all that we're doing is talking from a lectern or from behind a microphone or from behind a computer and we're not really getting input from the general public or from the wider fashion industry. We have to know what effect that we're having so that we can adapt and adjust because our goal here, again, is to be a part of things. Our goal isn't to control things. Our goal is to, again, do our part to make the fashion industry a better place. So if you want more of our thoughts on what slow journalism is and whether fashion should embrace the concept, check out our latest article, 
which we're going to link it in the show notes below. And we'll also link to other resources that we use to wrap our heads around a concept that it might interest you. So we've included a link on the slow media manifesto and should the fashion industry consider embracing slow journalism? If you're curious to know what pre-fall even is or resort collections, anything like that. We've included all of those for you below. So just go take a look. And if you're interested in connecting with us, via our social media channels, our website, joining our newsletter. We've included all of that below as well. Lastly, our next episode is going to be the first installment of our What Was series, where we look at fashion locations, shows, and events that have laid the groundwork for today's fashion industry. We hope you'll tune in. Thanks for listening. If you got value out of today's episode, it'd mean a lot to me if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Manic Metallic Podcast. Be sure to tell all of your fashion and client friends and co-workers about the podcast as well. This would really help us to spread our message about fashion being an art, discipline, and force for societal change. And don't forget to stay in touch with us by subscribing to the Manic newsletter and following us on Instagram. Feel free to reach out to us through either of those means. I'd love to hear from you. I'll link these all in the show notes. You're the best. See you next episode.